You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everyone, to more of the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu, and today, being one day out from the NFL draft, we are getting close to wrapping up our on the clock draft preview series where I cover each team and go over three different guys I would like to see them go after in this year's draft. And today, my Saints fans, I'm talking to you. We're talking, and we've done this a couple of different ways. And because the Saints have a couple of first rounders and a pretty high up there second rounder, I've opted to focus on those first three picks in the draft picks that'll be difference makers, game changers for this team going into the 2022 season. So, Saints fans, make sure you comment down below who you would like to see the Saints go after. Make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the content we're going to have coming out post-draft. We'll be doing draft grading and a few other things as well. We also cover the USFL. But without further ado, let's talk some Saints draft predictions here. So, for the Saints, we're looking at picks number 16 and 19 in the first round, and then we also are looking at pick number 49 in the second round. So there has been some speculation that the Saints maybe moved to get those two first-round picks to maybe even trade up and go after maybe a, a, a player of interest like a quarterback or something like that. I've heard all kinds of things. Maybe they just stay put and they bank in on bringing some difference makers in by the boatload. I don't know. But with the way I'm doing this, I'm not going to predict any trades or anything. I'm just going to go with who I would have them select should they be selecting at their picks. And starting with round number two, pick 49, and I'll kind of spoil the way I'm doing this one here. And it might be a little unlikely, but when I look at the Saints, I think of a team that is very, very good on defense. Very good on defense. And has it feels like it always is a top five defense. If not, they're like sitting right outside the top five, never outside the top ten. And I want them to focus on offense with their first three picks in the draft. I want them to fill out the unit so that they have an offense that matches the production of their defense. And starting at the tight end position in round two, if Trey McBride, who's you know potentially somewhere going to be like day two, at worst, maybe early day three, avail if he's available at pick 49, go and get the guy. You haven't had a really strong tight end since Jimmy Graham was around, and that was, I mean, a handful of years ago at this point now. I would love to see them add the best pass-catching tight end in this year's draft, and a tight end who had one of the more impressive seasons for a tight end we have seen in quite some time. He has plenty of speed to blow past linebackers. He did it plenty of times while he was at Colorado State. The team built their offense around him. He had 1,125 yards off of 91 catches, and while he didn't turn out a ton of touchdowns in the red zone, you could chalk that up to maybe just teams kind of game planning around him. Like I said, not too many instances do you see something like this, but Colorado State really built and designed their offense around McBride because of how effective he was as a pass catcher, and he was no slouch at run blocking either. Maybe not the greatest run blocker in the world, but he certainly was not the worst. And you couple that with his ability to win these contested catches. He's a big guy, 6'4", I believe roughly around 260 or so. 17 contested catches this past season. That was tied for third most for tight ends in the FBS. He has excellent ball skills, excellent at the catch point. 
this is a guy you want to go after if you're looking to add some, one, a receiving threat to the tight end spot and open things up for your wide receivers because you do have Marquez Callaway. You, of course, have Michael Thomas hopefully coming back this season who sounds like he is ready to roll and has a, a renewed relationship with the Saints despite some turmoil that had been going on with him the last couple of years with injuries and being unhappy with the coaching and staff and whatnot that was going on there. This is someone who can open things up. He can work the inside of the field for you. And again, he's athletic enough to be a difference maker and a tight end that not a ton can really win downfield, but he's a guy that could potentially do so. And like I said, he's not the worst blocker. He's not the best blocker. He can be a little bit inconsistent at times. One thing that I read about him, and when you kind of go back and watch some of his like run blocking tape, He's either pancake somebody or being made into the breakfast. So, I mean, it's like a, a win or lose type situation, 50-50 sort of deal with him. You, you win some, you lose some, I guess you could say. And the other, you know, knock slash worry is the limited red zone pr production that he's had. But like I said, you can kind of chalk that up to just how much defenses were game planning around him. He was so effective in college. He was Colorado State's like number one practically. And when it when it came time to red zone time, he was being double and triple teamed. So, I mean, things will hopefully open up for him in the NFL, especially when you have Michael Thomas and Marquez Calloway doing their thing. It seems like this would be a match made in heaven. And, a, and again, you're getting him in day two, pick 49, be an excellent selection there in the middle of that second round. Now, going into round number one, we'll start with pick 19, then wrap up with number 16. At pick number 19, it seems like there's a lot of uncertainty for the order that the offensive linemen are going to be going in this year's draft, and I, I'm definitely a part of that group. I don't really think I could sit here and say, I know who's going to go where. The only one that feels like they might be a lock is like Evan Neal being the first one off the board, and that's about it. And that's even still a maybe, because I've seen some mock drafts have Ike McWonu go first. But I would like the Saints to address their offensive line. They did lose to Ron Armstead to the Miami Dolphins on a massive contract that they just were not going to be able to match, which fair enough. They have a ton of money in dead cap sitting in a lot of different places right now. They've been restructuring deals. I believe they were $75 million over the cap when the offseason started. So a lot of legwork to do, a lot of adjusting. This is a draft where you want to go after some of those big expensive positions and basically like kind of flip your cap space where you went from having really high expensively paid guys in certain spots and try to get like cheaper deals to rework your cap space and kind of get rid of some of that bulk money that you're paying away. Now, at number 19, I'd like them to go offensive lineman, specifically tackle. And if he's available, and I've seen him available, it depends... This is really, and quite honestly, this is just kind of based off of who I've selected for different teams and who I have like remaining on my board. Charles Cross at number 19, one of the best pass blockers in this year's draft class from Mississippi State. The guy is a beast, has the length and the strength you want from a true left tackle, a guy who can fit into that spot and be effective from day one. He should be able to start for them. You slot them in there. It might take him a little bit of time to really get to and reach his potential, but the guy is there, and he is ready to roll should he be available to be selected. He's praised for his excellent footwork. You know, he's got great hands, too. One thing, or not praised for his footwork, excuse me. He's praised for his handwork, excuse me. Great hands, the ability to get to the point of contact quickly and effectively. His punch 
punch is really strong and it's very quick and effective as well coming out of his pass sets. So this is a guy you definitely want to consider going after should he be available. And quite honestly, any of the top like three or four offensive linemen, if they're available, the Saints could definitely go after. I think that they could use a little bit of work on that offensive line. But like I said, I just kind of worked it out so that Charles Cross is the guy here that would be available for them. As for like the cons, there are some worries. He has only 20 college career starts. So that is a little bit of a concern. Is his production maybe a little... It, there's just not enough game tape to really look at, you know, and so you don't really have a ton to go by. So you're banking off of those very few starts as being legitimate tape when, you know, some guys you're looking at coming out of college, they got like 32, 36 starts, something like that in that range around there. That's what you're typically looking for from like four year starters. So there is some concerns there, but overall, I mean, there's not really a ton to not like about the guy. Footwork was a complaint that I read about him from quite a few people, but when they were talking about his footwork troubles, they were surprised at still how effective he was and how well he graded out despite his lack of true, like, ideal footwork. So he's clearly able to even overcome some of his deficiencies. And if you can work on that footwork with one of those offensive line coaches and kind of sort that issue out and, and make him even better at that, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. No, am I wrong? You know, so... An excellent prospect, should he be available at number 19, go after him. Lock up the left side of that offensive line. See what you can get there. If it's Charles Cross, go for it. Would love to see them take an alignment there in the first round. And as for pick number 16, what are the Saints going to do with that first selection if they are picking here and not opting to trade? I have them going at wide receiver. As I was talking about Trey McBride, I was talking, oh yeah, they got Marquez Callaway, Michael Thomas. Having Trey McBride there would open things up. Imagine they added another receiver to top that out. I've sent a lot of wide receivers to a handful of different teams already in my draft preview series. If you want to check out the rest of those videos, they are you can either find them, I'm sure, in the recommended section here over to your to your right, or if you just click on my page and go there, you can check them out. I've done a handful of teams. At number 16, because I think he might slip a little bit while... It sounds like he's trending in the right direction quicker than some people expected. Wide receiver, Jamison Williams from Alabama. I think he falls somewhere within this this area because I think that some teams might not want to bring in a guy coming right off an ACL tear. So, it, quite honestly, he could go as high as the Jets, though, I'm, if I'm being completely honest. He could go as high as the Jets. However, if he does slip and you're sitting at number 16 and Jamison Williams is on the board... Go after him. Before that ACL injury, consider the top wide receiver in the draft. The dude had like, what, 15 touchdowns and 1,400 yards or something something in that ballpark, 1,500 yards, 1,527 I think is the exact number. Maybe I'm making that up, but I, that number rings a bell. Blow off the top speed and rare blow off the top speed and agility for a guy that's 6'2". He is shifty. He's got some good size. He'll burn a corner if he needs to. He'll burn a safety heck if he needs to. He had an FBS best 11 touchdowns of 30-plus yards this past season. That's 30 11 touchdowns that went for 30-plus yards. That is ridiculous playmaking ability right there. And he's excellent at creating the separation. The amount of times that you can find him in highlights like five, six, seven, eight yards ahead of a cornerback while he's catching a pass wide open and nobody's around him because they can't keep up. If he's available, 
it sounds like he's trending in the right direction. And that could be, and, and, and Hey, I don't want to say that this is the truth or not. It could be a smoke screen. Maybe he's, just, you know, maybe he's just trending in the right direction at the rate expected, but his agents, you know, trying to fluff him up a little bit and, you know, get him drafted higher in the draft. Why wouldn't his agent do that? You know, it's all about draft position and getting the most money you can, especially coming out of college, whatever the situation may be when he's healthy and ready to go, he should be ideally one of the best wide receivers coming out of this draft class. When it comes to the knocks against him, I will say there is one thing that really concerns me, and it is his very average 7.1% drop rate. He had six drops this past season. Uh, so slight, slight case of the Butterfingers. But overall, complaints about him, he's thin, a little thin. I think he's like 187. He could put on a little bit of weight, muscle mass, you know, fill himself out. He might lose a tiny bit of speed, but he's still so explosive that... If he pushed himself to like 192, 193 playing weight, he's fine. You know, 194, 195, he's fine. All of his production does come from this past season as well, which is another slight concern. Like we talked about with um, Charles Cross in the previous pick, he had one real breakout season. He was stuck behind the Ohio State trio of wide receivers over there before he ended up transferring to Alabama and popping off this past season. So, Again, another one of those things where you're kind of concerned with the lack of college production, but it was so high and so effective this past year. I mean, it, it, there is always the, well, he was playing on Alabama thing that you can always say that is a bit of a concern. So some of these things that I'm bringing up to you right now are part of the reason why I feel like he might be available at 16. You have enough talent in the Saints offense, especially if you end up going and getting Trey McBride in the second round there that things should open up fairly well for Jamison Williams, that he'll be on a good enough... I mean, you have Alvin Kamara, Marquez Callaway. You have, again, Michael Thomas should be coming back. If you're fortifying the offensive line, listen, Saints fans, I was a very big fan of what was going on when Jamison Winston was playing well. They were 5-2. and two, They looked lights out. They completely blew the doors off the Packers. I liked the direction that this team was heading. It is so unfortunate that Winston tore his ACL because I can only sit here and wonder about what this Saints team could have been if Winston stayed healthy. He looked really solid. Yad, was he having his Jameis Winston moments? Sure. You get this guy another receiver, a really good pass-catching tight end to work with, and you fortify that O-line. The sky is the freaking limit over there in New Orleans. I cannot wait to see what they do in the draft. I really hope they go heavy with the offense in the first few picks. Like I said, the defense, very impressive, a very good unit overall, and consistently every single year, I think Dennis Allen has done an excellent job with what the Saints have had on defense and the fact that he's the head coach now. I don't really expect much to change for the defense there. Get some offensive players in there. Let's regroup, reload, and make another run in the NFC South. I think the Saints can do it. Players just need to stay healthy. That's all it really needs to be. Get the get the right players, stay healthy, and this is a team that can contend. You beat the you beat the Buccaneers every single year. You've swept them. Let's run it back again. Reload and run it back. That's all for my Saints draft picks, though. My Saints fans, again, let me know who you think in the comment section down below you would like to see them go after. Appreciate you guys for watching. I'll see you all in the next video. Have a good one.